Ready, set, save California. It's sellathon time this Labor Day at your California Ford dealer. Get ready for the best offers of the summer on the 2019 Ford lineup, like an adventure ready Explorer or the all new built Ford Tough Ranger. Or get behind the wheel of the 2019 Ford F 150 with the power, toughness, and capability to carry any payload. You've waited all summer for these deals, and the wait is over. So, ready, set, save. The Labor Day sellathon is on now, but don't wait. These deals won't last. Hurry into your California Ford dealer before it all ends September. Third. Easy parking with Easy Trip. Now available at Dundrum Town Centre. So you can now use your toll tags to park in our car parks. Simply register at easytrip.ie forward slash parking. Easy parking with Easy Trip. Dundrum, where more happens. Welcome to Laying the Points, a Rotoviz podcast brought to you by MyBookie. I'm Anthony Amico. You can find me on Twitter at Amixta. And my co-host is Action Network writer Matt LaMarca, who you can follow on Twitter at Matt LaMarca. Matt, how's it going? Everything is going really good right now, Anthony. You know, the Met- Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. That's our 10 and 1. Uh, and we're in the midst of maybe one of the best sports months of the year. I know you're a football guy, so maybe there are other months that stand out more to you, but... Anytime you get NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, the Masters, MLB regular season, and of course, what everybody's been waiting for, the big three basketball draft, all in the <laughs> same month. I, you know, I, I need another TV to, to try and consume all of this amazing content. I hear you. I mean, I, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to take you up on the big three because <laughs> we we're talking about it before the show and it sounds pretty sweet. I mean, any chance I get to watch basketball again and say, Al Harrington, I uh, I feel like I'm in for that. So, yeah, absolutely. It's like all like the old timey NBA guys. It's it's, you know, the quality of basketball is not great, but it's it's fun to watch when nothing's on at times. I like it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely more of a football guy, but I'm. I'm starting to buy into their sports. I mean, I'm. I think especially because of what we do on the sh- for the show, and uh, obviously the the bankroll contest. I'm I'm getting re- pretty into the baseball. So, hoping to just keep it rolling. Um, <clears throat> we are going to get into the NBA playoffs tonight. But before we get into the show, I just want to remind everyone that you can get a listeners only thirty percent discount to a Rotoviz NFL Pass by subscribing through the podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Now just a a brief update on the bankroll contest. I am starting to I'm starting to make a dent, Matt. It's not big. I'm still uh you know about a hundred bucks behind you, but I think uh I don't know. I'm showing some signs of life. You know, it's uh, the big Maddie Beth strategy. I might be able to make a comeback here. Yeah, you've definitely been taking the more slow and steady approach. Um, which I think in the long run is the better way to do it. And uh, you've you've really taken advantage of some of the, the nice plus odds here for baseball season because your overall record is not great. You're 18 and 33. It's bad. But that still is good for a, you know, almost $72 profit. And you've come close now to almost doubling your money. So uh, I I have hit a little bit of a rough patch. I got a lucky cover the other night with the Cardinals, but I lost two bets yesterday. Um, one of which was a was a full unit bet for me on on a total. So, uh, yeah, it, it hasn't been the greatest run for me the last couple of weeks, but I do have a couple of uh, things pending now for the NBA playoffs, and I think that there are some exploitable lines out there that I'm going to look at to uh, to take advantage of. And I want to say that. You know, while while I agree with your betting strategy in the long run being, you know, slightly better given the bankroll that we are working with, I do think that when you find a line that you think is exploitable, I think you shouldn't be afraid to hammer it. You know, if you look at, you know, anyone who is successful 
in life, you know, making speculations. Uh, I think that they tend to, you know, be aggressive when they think they have an edge, whether that's sports betting, you know, stock market, um, you know, poker. Like, if they feel like that this is a plus EV situation, they're going to take advantage of it. So that would be my one thing that I think, you know, sort of combining our two strategies would be the, the ideal way to do it, where if we, you know, took sort of your conservative nature overall, but then when we had stuff that we liked sort of applied my, you know, willingness to hammer it, I think that would kind of be, you know, sort of the ideal marriage of our two uh, styles. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I I already have regrets. Like the Westbrook, the Westbrook prop was just a, an all in bet, and I I just made it a one unit wager. You know, like that. I felt really really com- comfortable with that. I think like the fact that it was plus one seventy, like I kind of expected a little bit better odds, so I just bet it a unit, and then I was kind of waiting, and nothing happened, and I kind of just never bet it again. Like I should have, I should have re bet like a couple of units because I felt really good about it. And, you know, he smashed the the 16 rebounds. He got the 20. Right. So. And I think that honestly on other books, they were even offering minus odds that he would go over. So um, that's another thing where sort of shopping for the best line makes sense. You know, plus 170 might have felt a little thin, but I think it was still probably the best line that was floating around the industry. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely still learning a little bit in, in terms of optimal betting, but I think, uh, you know, it's been fun and it's great. I think it's great for the show, obviously, that we're both well on the plot, well on the positives. Yes. And let's keep building. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. So, like I said before, we are talking NBA playoffs tonight. The brackets are set. The postseason will begin on Saturday. We're going to go through who we like to win each of the first round matchups. Uh, all the odds are posted at my bookie. And we'll also talk about who we like to come out of each conference and uh, some of our favorite picks to win the title. Right now, let's start in the Eastern Conference where we have the Cleveland Cavaliers going up against the Indiana Pacers. The Cavaliers are minus 650 favorites. They are the four seed playing the Pacers, who you can bet at plus 475 as the five seed. Uh, Matt LeBron has absolutely dominated in the first round throughout his career. What do you think the Pacers would need to do here to pull an upset? And do you like the odds on either team? Yeah, I don't uh, see an upset in the cards here. LeBron, just fantastic traditionally in the first round. I don't think it'll be a sweep. You know, um, he he normally sweeps the team in the first round, but clearly this Cavs team is not as strong as some of his previous teams with, with Cleveland or, or obviously in Miami. So uh, I think this will be a somewhat close series. I think if Indiana is going to have any chance... They need to embrace the volatility here and ride with Lance Stevenson. Um, he typically has, you know, been a guy that you want to limit his minutes because he's prone to doing some crazy things. But most of their best lineups this year, in terms of net rating, have come with Stevenson on uh, the floor this year, and their traditional starting lineup has a net rating of just two point uh, plus two point oh. So I think moving Stevenson in, giving him some additional minutes at the expense of one of their starters, uh, you know, my vote would be for Darren Collison, but you could also make a case for some other guys as well. I think that that would sort of be their their best puncher's chance of pulling off the upset here. Yeah, and, you know, Stevenson's in LeBron's head, right? He's got the, the ear blow <laughs> thing still going on. Um, Who doesn't want to see that going on? I want so, more. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Victor Oladipo has had a great season. I think that uh, he does definitely deserves some All-NBA consideration, but this series is going to be a wash. Uh, it kind of brings me kind of brings me actually to an interesting point. Like a lot of the the spreads for the series that we're going to talk about are, you know, big odds, wide odds. What what are your thoughts on like like how to approach the you know the odds on these series once you get past like you know, minus 300 or plus 300? Like, how how does that affect your approach? Is it just a stay away? Yeah, I, I won't you know? lay odds on anyone who's greater than, like, minus 250, I don't think. Unless it's a series where I really feel like there's no way um, that the other team can cover. But even so, it's just a lot of risk on your bankroll with very little reward. So, like, I think laying the 1580 with the Warriors or 
whatever the odds are with Golden State, like, yeah, they, they're probably going to win, but is it really worth risking that much money to try and win, you know, a one-unit bet? It'd be one thing if you had, you know, a humongous bankroll and, you know, laying 15 units or whatever to win one unit is still going to result in, like, a $1,000 profit. But if you're just, you know, the casual better, I really don't see much upside in, in doing that. Definitely makes sense to me. Let's move on to uh, one of the hotter teams out there. You know, the Philadelphia 76ers, they were going to play the Miami Heat. In the 3-6 matchup, Sixers are minus 520 favorites. You can bet the Heat for plus 385. Uh, Philly has, you know, really been awesome. I mean, they've won 16 straight games. Do you think that they can beat the Heat here? Or do you like them, I should say, to beat the Heat in this series? And uh, what do you think of their odds to win the East overall at plus 400? I like their odds to win the East at plus 400. I really do. Uh, I think that the East is wide open this year. And Philadelphia is coming in great. They should get Joel Embiid back relatively early into the playoffs. And Markel Fultz has had a really nice impact on their team. Their their, uh, defensive rating in particular has jumped by almost 10 points with Fultz on the court this season versus off the court. So um, if they can, you know, sort of unleash him a little bit in the playoffs to go with, you know, Ben Simmons, who deserves to be the rookie of the year and a runaway, in my opinion, Joel Embiid, and then some really nice um, veteran players and, and perimeter shooters, I think that this team is, is really strong. So uh, I like them at their current odds to win the East, and I like them to get past Miami. The The big question for the Heat is what do they do with Hassan Whiteside? Because they're probably going to need a big series from him to have any chance, especially if Embiid comes back for Game 1. But Miami has been much better this year with him off the floor. You know, like, they've been much better playing Kelly Olenek at the 5 and sort of spacing out uh, and playing a, a more perimeter orientated offense and Embiid's numbers against Whiteside in particular you know don't seem to suggest that he's capable of shutting him down anyway so if I was you know Eric Spolstra I would probably lean on minimal minutes for Whiteside and trying to you know space this team out with with Dragic and some small ball lineups and and uh, seeing what can be done there yeah I think I I'm kind of torn here because I definitely like the Sixers. You know, they're one of the hotter teams. I mean, I feel like uh, even a couple weeks ago, they maybe were like closer to plus 1,000 to win the East. You know, now it's all the way down at plus 400. I I almost wonder that, like, if they don't come right out and just dominate the series, that maybe those odds uh, go back up a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, the Sixers really have everything that you want. I mean, I, I feel like, Embiid, Embiid and Simmons are like two top, I don't know, top 20, top 15 kind of guys in the league right now. Uh, you know, Embiid, as you mentioned, has been incredibly valuable. Uh, you know, Simmons, even without being able to score, is probably gonna, pretty easily going to be the rookie of the year. He's been fantastic. Uh, and they have great floor sp- spacers in Covington and Redick. So, I mean, this is, this is a, a really strong team, really well put together. The fact that Fultz has turned out to, to be pretty good is uh, great, obviously, for basketball overall, but also awesome for Philly. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing what the Sixers do. I think that the East is in enough flux where they definitely have a shot to compete. And, you know, getting it, getting at plus 400 now is nice because, I mean, if they do if they do just dominate this series, you might see that at, you know, plus 200 or plus 150, you know, in, in just a couple weeks. Yep, and Robert Covington definitely does not get enough love, in my opinion. Um, he has a net rating this season of plus 10 points when on the court, which is like really, really good. One of the best defenders in the league, you know, he should have no problem, uh, you know, snuffing out whoever they feel like throwing him onto on the Miami side. And, uh, yeah, I think that this team is, is really good. The, the one concern is the lack of playoff experience. And I'm going to steal this trend here from John Ewing at Action Network. But only four uh, previous teams since 1990 have made the playoffs with their top four players uh, having no postseason experience. Philadelphia will be the fifth with Simmons, Embiid, Sarich, and Covington having not made the playoffs. 
Uh, those four teams all lost in the opening round and were two and thirteen straight up and five and ten against the spread. So I'm not sure what seeds they were. You know, they all could have snuck in as sort of like eight seeds or something like that. In which case, we would have expected them to lose. But um, it still is a little bit concerning. And typically in the NBA, you have to lose before you're ready to make some noise. So uh, I could see that scaring me off here. And and if the East was a little bit tougher, I would definitely be more skeptical of them. But I think even without the experience, they still, talent-wise, could be the most talented team in the conference. So uh, I'm going to sort of ignore that. But if they do disappoint, I think that that'll be the big reason why. Yeah, I mean... Who do the Heat have, right? You know what I mean? Like, right. It's not like it's not like the Heat have made like these deep playoff runs and stuff. And I don't know. Like you said, like Adonis Haslam, seems, you know, he's right, <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean Olinick, you know, like <laughs> I, like what? It seems to me like Miami's best, you know, biggest problem is is like the guy that they need to win the series is the guy that's killed them all year, and it's just like a really weird dynamic. So I feel like that has to cancel out the the lack of playoff experience. Uh, let's get to the Celtics. Uh, there are the two seed, and they're facing the Milwaukee Bucks. This one is uh, a lot tighter in terms of the odds, so this is very bettable, I think, on either side. Uh, Celts are minus 165. You can bet the Bucks at plus 140. Uh, how can the Celtics survive this series, Matt, without Kyrie Irving? And uh, do you think that Milwaukee has a shot to pull the upset? I'll tell you, I think that Boston is is very lucky that they ended up drawing Milwaukee in the first round uh there was still left to be determined on the last day of the regular season who was going to finish six seven and eight in the east uh, between Miami Milwaukee and Washington and I think that the Bucks right now are, are easily the best draw out of the three you know they have arguably the best player in the group with Giannis but uh the rest of this team is not that good and I think that the Celtics will be able to squeak this one out on the backs of Brad Stevens. So uh, I like the Celtics at minus 165. I think that those are pretty good odds to get here. Uh, and it opened up at minus 150 and has already moved by 15 percentage points there. So uh, I think if you like them, you should lock it in quickly. Um, the way that they're going to survive without Irving, in my opinion, is by playing a more traditional lineup with two big men. I think that Aaron Baines will see some... Uh, significant minutes in the playoffs and while that may not jump out as a good thing for them a lot of their best lineups this year without Irving have come with Baines in there so uh, I think that he's going to be you know a big part of their success or failure but I kind of like what he brings to the lineup playing together with Al Horford so uh, I'm looking for him the the big question mark here is they have yet to really play the Terry Rozier Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Morris, Al Horford lineup together. They've only played 25 minutes during the entire regular season. And I think that a lot of people would say that might be their five, their combination of their five best players. But uh, so far, at least, they haven't really been willing to roll that out. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if Stevens goes to that lineup a little bit more in the playoffs. But I think for the most part, they're going to survive by trying to play, you know, two two traditional big men at the same time it definitely makes sense and you know brad stevens is just a magician like i feel like he is i mean he's definitely the best coach in the league i think right now yep but he's on that like popovich tier of like it doesn't really matter what you give him he's gonna make it work he's gonna get the most out of it and it's it's just really incredible i mean they're not gonna make a deep run in the playoffs but they're, I think they're going to win this series. So I, I like I like the analysis there. And, and if you like if you like Boston, you definitely want to bet them now because, like you said, those prices are on the rise. Yep. And one thing for Milwaukee, uh, and it's unfortunate because you know this guy came into the league with a lot of promise, but Jabari Parker has just been a nightmare this season. Uh, net three point three net rating negative uh, on the season. So they've been much better with him off the floor, and it seems like his minute count has only been rising as the season has progressed. So I think that's another thing that sort of pushes me in the direction of the Boston Celtics here. 
I like it. Let's move on to the final series of the East. Toronto Raptors as the one seed facing off against the Washington Wizards, the eight. Raps are minus 700 favorites. You can bet the Wiz at plus 500. Uh, Matt, the Raptors have been the best team in the East all season. I think, you know, we've certainly uh, stand for them a couple times on the show. But they've had their issues in the playoffs before. Is this the year that they figure it all out? I, I still like the Raptors, but I think that the odds in this series are significantly out of whack. So... I will definitely be getting some exposure to Washington at plus 500. Uh, I think that this is a really interesting, you know, sort of look into what matters in the playoffs because the Raptors have been the best team all season, but, but a big reason why is they've had the best bench in the NBA. You know, they're, uh, what they call their bench mob, which is Fred Van Vliet, Delone Wright, CJ Miles, Pascal Sayakam, and Jakob Pertle. They've posted a net rating of over 20 points in 322 minutes together this season. That's absolutely ridiculous for a bench unit. And they've absolutely crushed the benches for the other teams. But in the playoffs, the rotations are going to shrink. And they will be seeing a lot less of other teams' benches. So do the Raptors respond by you know, playing a tighter rotation themselves and taking away what was, you know, arguably their biggest strength of the whole season? Or do they leave them out there and risk them potentially getting exposed by playing more minutes against opposing starters? So that, I think, is a huge question for the Raptors. Uh, and it's one of the reasons why I like the Wizards here. It's because they're sort of the polar opposite. Their starting unit has been really good this year. They've uh, posted a, plus, a, a net plus uh, rating of 6.4. And replacing Markeith Morris with Kelly Oubre, who is essentially playing, you know, like six starter minutes, their lineup has jumped to a plus 14.1 net rating. So they're really, really good when they're playing their best players. Um, if you look at those six guys and Tomas Sadoransky, they have a really strong group of seven. And their, you know, overall record has plummeted because of injuries to John Wall and the fact that their bench basically gets killed on a night-in, night-out basis. So the question becomes is can the Wizards survive by just playing a tight rotation against a team that has had a lot of depth all year? Uh, I think it's a fascinating question. I don't know that there's a correct answer at this point, but I do think that I lean on the side of the Wizards at their current odds uh, I'm definitely taking the plus 500. And, you know, if if you put a gun to my head and made me pick a team, I would probably say Wizards in seven games. Yeah, it would be not, It would be really nice, I think, if uh, if they ever post. I don't know if they do this for the, the lower rounds, but if they post, like, you know, that you can bet how many games a series goes and stuff like that. Yes, I, uh, it's not up know. yet, but you should be able to do that eventually. Yeah, so I think that that becomes, you know, really intriguing because, like you said, like the series at least seems likely to stretch out. And, you know, you're right. Like depth is one of those things. It's it's, it's kind of like pitching in baseball. Like the depth is always really nice during the season. But then in the playoffs, it's really just about your best guys because they're, they're the ones that are going to be playing, you know, pitching most of the games and, and all that stuff. So I uh, I definitely agree with you. I like the Wiz. I think that. You know, they've survived so much of the season without John Wall. I feel like it's kind of made their entire rotation better. You know, and they've been able to find out kind of what they have in guys like uh, Sadoransky and and all those. And, you know, being able to have Bradley Beal handle the ball more and all that stuff. So I like the Wiz. I'm with you. Uh, that's it for the East. So really interesting. I mean, I, I it would be pretty wild, I think, and obviously really good for Teams like the Cavs and the Sixers, if the Raptors got bounced out early, and it also would kind of suck because I, I, you know, very, very quietly, I, I would like to see the Raptors kind of win the East. You know, I agree. I, I've I'm a huge fan of what they've done this year. Uh, I think Dwayne Casey, you know, it's a it's a coin flip, really, him or Brad Stevens for Coach of the Year. But like they've done a really great job, sort of reinventing their team. And uh, I would love to see them rewarded in the playoffs. I, I would. So I'm with you there. But I think just given the current odds, it makes sense to sort of bet against them at this point. Yeah. Hey, nothing like a good emotional hedge. That's right.
We're going to get into the West in just a moment, but first, it's really important that I talk about our presenting sponsor, my bookie. You know, it really doesn't matter if you're, you know, a, a sports better for years or if you're just, you know, watching the games with your buddies at home. It's really important, I think, that you get in on mybookie.ag. Join me and thousands of other online players by betting at mybookie. If you're sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout, join mybookie. I would only recommend a service that has been good to me and my listeners. That's why I'm telling you to make your way to my bookie. You win and they pay and they pay fast without any hassles. You're absolutely wasting your time betting anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting so you can place a bet after tip-off. Join now and my bookie will match your first deposit with a 50% bonus. Just use promo code LANGTHEPOINTS to activate this special offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid mybookie.ag. And uh, before we move on, I just like... I want to go back to the live betting point yeah, because I was just going to say we've both taken advantage of that recently. Yeah, we've really been hammering the live betting because you know in baseball, which we you know we've talked about before, we really like baseball because it's just such a plus odds sport uh, to wager on. Well, those things can be even more dynamic when you're you know hanging out in front of the live betting screen or just checking the live betting screen during a game because you know an underdog that you like. If they get down early, even if it's just like a run or two, those odds will jump right up. And, you know, you end up getting a, a team that you like at plus 160, you end up getting them at like plus 300 in, you know, the second or third inning. And there's still plenty of game left, you know, plenty of time left for, you know, your team or the team that you like to to come back. And, you know, again, it's just a, a more of an opportunity to take advantage of the plus odds in baseball. Um, you know, I already hit on one. It was a uh, Yankees, a uh, Yankees Orioles over the weekend. You know, Orioles ended up being down like four runs, I think, at one point. But they got down to a two-run lead, and I was able to live bet them at plus four fifty. They ended up winning. So, you know, that's that's a huge swing. I think they were like plus one eighty or something before the game because I, I had bet them before the game also. And uh, you know, that's obviously a huge swing in odds. You get a lot of, a lot of extra value there. Agree. I think that it's very sharp. And I'm going to try and implement that more myself. So let's get into the Western Conference where I think uh, things will be a little more interesting. Uh, we have the Oklahoma City Thunder against the Utah Jazz. That is in the 4-5 matchup. Thunder just won. Uh, you know, they just got all the way up to the four seed last night. So huge swings in the West. We, you know, we had the the final playoff spot that was up for grabs all the way up until last night. So uh, we'll talk a little more about that later. Uh, but now we have the Thunder who are coming in. They are favored, minus 135 on my bookie. The Jazz are plus 115. Uh, this series has the shortest odds between favorite and underdog. Matt, how are you separating these two pretty even teams? And do you like the odds one way or the other? Anthony, the first thing I did when putting this spreadsheet together today was lock in the Jazz at plus 120. Um, it's already moved down a bit. You said it's at plus 115 now, but I think that this is my favorite bet on the board at the moment. I'm getting the better team, in my opinion. Um, you know, they, they don't have home court advantage, but I really don't think that matters ultimately. And uh, I think that the Jazz are a threat to, to you know, potentially cause some, some further noise in the playoffs. So I really like getting them here at plus 120. They're sort of core four which uh, would be Ricky Rubio, Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, and Rudy Gobert. That lineup has posted a net rating of plus 16.1 over 777 minutes, which is just absolutely elite. Um, if you want to add in uh, Jay Crowder to that mix, who has been sort of a pretty sneaky addition for them, that net rating goes up to 25.6. So I think this team is absolutely awesome. They have the fifth best net rating as a team on the season, and that's only been better with Gobert in the lineup. You know, they sort of got uh, devastated for a little stretch there when Gobert was out, but with him in the lineup this this season, the Jazz would have comfortably been the three seed in the West um, and potentially challenged the Warriors, who didn't even get to 60 wins this year because of injuries and stuff. So I really like the Jazz here. I think that Getting them with the the plus odds is extremely enticing, and this is going to be a multiple unit wager for me for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it, 
this stuck out to me too because I I feel like you said, you know, when the Jazz have been right, they've been one of the better teams of basketball. Like I feel like if Gobert played, I don't know, seventy games instead of fifty six or whatever he played, like the Jazz would. I mean, first of all, they'd obviously have a better record, but I feel like teams would be, you know, people would be talking about them more. But it's like the Utah factor plus you know, the unsexy stars factor plus, you know, them playing, you know, one of the more popular guys in basketball and Russell Westbrook, like all this stuff has kind of led them to be slight dogs here. And it just seems like a money bet. I mean, a series will probably be close. So, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, I guess, if Oklahoma City won, but I just feel like the Jazz are a much better team. And I feel like, you know, having a guy like Gobert is perfect when you're playing a guy like Westbrook, because it really limits his opportunities to get into the rim. Um, you know, and the rest of that team defensively, like I feel like Ingles especially is very, very scrappy on the defensive end. Ingles is a stud. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. Like I, I feel like the jazz are just really well put together. They obviously have my boy Rubio. Um, you know, and Mitchell's been awesome. So I, I just, I, I don't know. The jazz, I feel like are closer to like, the Rockets and the Wizards, and I then I think they are to like you know being the eight seed in the West. Yep, and just real quick, two things. So first, uh, I agree the the superstar take that you had. Like, I don't think most people would consider Rudy Gobert a superstar, but that dude is one of the ten best players in basketball. Like, you literally could not ask for a better modern center. You know, he's an elite screener, elite defensive anchor. And the defensive numbers reflect that he should easily be defensive player of the year. Um, Donovan Mitchell, for as much as I said that he should not be rookie of the year, his ceiling is still insanely good. And they, um, you know, his future is, is outstanding. Uh, Matt Moore for the Action Network, formerly of CBS Sports, he called him Dwayne Wade with a jumper, which is absolutely a, a scary thought. So, uh, I love this team going forward, and I think that they can make a lot of noise here. Um, and finally, for the Thunder, I don't think enough people are talking about the Andre Roberson injury. It's really had a huge impact on their team. Um, with him on the court this season, they're allowing 101.7 points per 100 possessions. With him off the court, that number jumps to 112.1. So a drastically worse defensive team since losing him to injury. And, um, yeah, I think if this team, you know, didn't have Russell Westbrook on it and didn't have sort of the, the name value, that Utah would be a, a, a solid favorite here. Yeah, and, I mean, Westbrook is not a winner anyway, right? So uh... Watch out. Basketball Twitter coming for you. <laughs> they can come for me. The takes are all over my timeline. I'm not, I'm not scared. Russ Twitter is just like you know, every other part of Russell Westbrook, just big losers. Um, <laughs> let's move on to the Portland Trailblazers and the New Orleans Pelicans. This is in the three, six matchup. A uh, pretty interesting series here. Actually, I think uh, we're going to have uh, the, the uh, Blazers are minus two twenty right now at my bookie. Pelicans are plus one eighty. Uh, now, I mean, like for me, I feel like, the Pelicans even being in this spot is really impressive. I think once Boogie Cousins went out, a lot of people expected them to kind of fold, but Anthony Davis has really taken it to the next level and really carried this team. Uh, do you think, Matt, that he can do that You know, in a playoff series and specifically against a team like Portland? Yeah, I think they can do it. Um, I think the biggest reason why is because Portland continues to just throw bad money after Evan Turner. Like, Ugh. Evan Turner has been arguably the worst player in basketball this year. Um, and if you look at their numbers, it's pretty staggering. Like, with um, with Turner on the court, they have a net rating of negative 1.7. With him off the court, plus 7.3. <laughs> so, like, if they would just stop playing him this team would be awesome. But they continue to play him 25 uh, to sometimes upwards of 35 minutes a night simply because they paid him a boatload of money. So um, if I knew that Turner was going to have a minimal impact on this series, I would definitely feel comfortable 
uh, backing Portland against a, a Pelicans team that really has like one good player. But uh, considering the plus odds, I, I kind of like the Pelicans here. They definitely have the best player, even though Dame Lillard has had a great year for Portland. I think that, you know, Anthony Davis is on another level compared to him. And uh, anything can happen in, in a short series, especially when you're playing against Evan Turner. So I'll take the plus odds with the Pelicans. Yeah, I I mean, I think I'm still leaning towards the Blazers here, which obviously means they're probably just not betting it. But it's like, I just don't think that you can win with just one guy in the playoffs in the West. Like, in the East, sure. Like, LeBron, like, the argument that, like, LeBron can get the Cavs through the East, like, I can kind of buy that. But in the West, it's just, it's a hot mess. Like, there's just no way that you can do that. And I feel like the last time that we saw Davis in the playoffs, obviously a couple years ago, but like he just, he got, he got his, you know, and he played really well, but it wasn't enough because the rest of the team stinks. Yeah. And that's kind of what we're up against here. So, I mean, granted Portland is continuing to double down on, on the Turner thing, which stinks, but uh, I still think that they're, they're probably going to win the series. Yeah. They're, I mean, they've been underrated all year. Uh, I've been fading them. Like I, I picked them to miss the playoffs this year. So uh, I'm definitely eating some some crow on that, but uh, again, like I just don't think this. I don't think Portland is that much better than the Pelicans that they deserve to be favored by that much. No, that's fair. That's fair. Say Simmons picked that picked uh, Portland missed the playoffs too, so I don't feel bad. <laughs> oh well, if, uh. if I knew Simmons did it, I never would have picked it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the two seven, which. For some reason, it is an interesting matchup, I think, to a lot of people. Uh, Golden State Warriors versus the San Antonio Spurs. The Warriors are minus 1,220 favorites. The Spurs are plus 805. These odds have actually come down, uh, you know, a good bit. It opened at, uh, you know, Warriors minus 1580 and Spurs plus 920. So it seems like a lot of the public action is already on San Antonio, but I mean, Matt, do you think the Spurs have a realistic chance to pull off this upset, even with the Warriors missing Steph Curry? No. (laughs) And I think that the only reason that the line has moved is because there's just like that slight, slight chance that Kawhi Leonard comes back, you know? And if he comes back, then the Spurs do have a shot, but I don't see why he would come back. I mean, he's been trying to come back for like three months now and hasn't been able to, so or, or willing to. Um, but yeah, the Warriors obviously are not the same team without Steph. That's all been well documented. Their offense uh, is mediocre. They play at a, a way slower pace. But I do think that this Warriors team has been sleepwalking for the majority of the season, and they obviously are talented enough to to flip the switch, hopefully, and, and if they do they can crush this Spurs team who really doesn't have a solid, um, you know, group of guys at this point. Like the fact that Popovich was even able to get this team back to the playoffs in the loaded Western conference is, is pretty remarkable in and of itself. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't bet the Warriors at their current odds, but they're the pick here. Um, and if Kawhi doesn't come back, I think it could honestly be a sweep. Yeah, I don't think Kawhi's walking through that door. I, I don't think Kawhi's walking through that door ever again, honestly. I think he's going to be playing somewhere else next year. But, like, the Spurs literally have one good player. Like, LaMarcus Aldridge has has been back to being, like, a top 15 or 20 guy this year. And that is literally it. Like, the Warriors still have at least the two best players in the series, if not the best three. And, you know, I would say top to bottom, they're still better put together. So... I don't understand it. Like, I think it's, you know, it's easy, I think, to bet the Spurs for a lot of people because you see the plus odds, you see the team, you know the coach, and you just assume that they're going to compete, you know, at, at, at a better rate than the odds would suggest. But it's just not the case here. Houston Rockets are your one seed in the West. They will face off against the Minnesota Timberwolves, who just won last night. Congratulations, Wolves. Here's your uh, your big prize. Uh, you get to be uh, huge underdogs. You know, Rockets are <laughs> minus 4,105 favorites. The Wolves plus 1,605 if you 
care to bet the Walking Dead. Uh, do you give the, the Timberwolves any chance to win this series, Matt? I don't. Uh, Houston was 4-0 and against them this season, covered the spread in all four games, and they are you know, only getting healthier at this point in the season. Their lineup with Harden, Chris Paul, and Capella all available has been scary good. Uh, they have played well enough that given the Warriors, you know, situation, they, they deserve to be the favorites at this point. So I don't see any way that Minnesota challenges them here uh, and the Rockets should coast. The The one thing that I'm going to be keeping my eye on is, you know, what I'm calling their version of the death lineup. That's Chris Paul, James Harden, Eric Gordon, Trevor Ariza, and, Cl- and Clint Capella. Um, they really haven't played much together this season. Only 26 minutes on the court. Uh, and, and part of that is due to, you know, the fact that all of those guys have battled injuries at one point or another. But that lineup has posted a ridiculous plus 48.7 net rating with yeah. all five together. So I will be interested to see, you know, how much those guys play together in, uh, in the first round. And if, it's a lineup that D'Antoni is leaning on heavily. I think that that will make me want to bet this team more going forward. I agree with all that. Uh, Harden probably wins the MVP, right? Yeah, he deserves it. Uh, I mean, you could make the case that, you know, LeBron deserves to win the MVP every year. And this has statistically been one of his best seasons, uh, probably his busiest season, too. Uh, played all 82 games and led the league in minutes this year. So, uh, you know, uh, you could definitely make a case that it should be him, but the Cavs won literally 50 games this year in the Eastern Conference while Houston was over 60. Um, And James Harden, it's his turn. You know, he probably should have won it last year, in my opinion, so he gets it this year. Preach. Um, I totally agree. So let's move on to just talking about who we like. Uh, to make the finals. So in the East, you know, Cavs are plus 110, Raptors are plus 120, Sixers are plus 400, Boston's plus 1300, and then there's kind of everybody else if you were interested. But who do you think ultimately wins the East, and do you like any of these teams as as bets? Yeah, well, I'm doubling down on the Wizards at plus 2500. I think if they can beat Toronto, there's no reason why they can't win the whole conference. Um, so I like that as like a long shot pick, you know, they have the second, uh, worst odds in the whole conference only ahead of Miami at the moment. So I like them and I like Philly at plus 400. Those are the only two that I would really be looking at betting here, uh, in the Eastern conference. Yeah. I mean, obviously I think that the Cavs have the best shot. That's why they're the favorites. Um, you know, I do like. Obviously, the Sixers. I think ultimately, for me, like these just aren't these just aren't props that I that I really tend to like. Like unless I think I'm getting really good odds, the Wizards, baby. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you're really into the Wizards. I'm not as into <laughs> them. I, like, I don't. I don't know. I mean, they do have experience. I listen. I mean, the Wizards. Here's what I'll say about the Wizards. The Wizards are kind of like low key in that they lost last. You know, like they've kind of gone through a progression. You know, like they they got to the big game seven last year against Boston. They didn't get it done. But now maybe it's their turn. I mean, the you know, the backcourt is has had their their experience, their ups and downs. Maybe it's their turn. I right. I just don't think that it is. The one thing that uh, does work against them is that certain people are saying that, you know, the Brad Beal, John Wall relationship is extremely uh, like almost irreconcilable at this point. Which, wow. which is obviously a bad thing for betting on them. But uh, I think that, you know, if John Wall never got hurt, this team is much closer to, you know, the five seed than they are to the eight seed. So That's definitely fair. Yeah, definitely I, like, fair. I just like the odds. I think that from, a you know, an odds perspective that they're the most tasty ones on the board right now. But I agree with you. If I had to pick a team, it would be Cleveland. But my confidence level with them is not nearly high enough to, to bet them at just plus 110. I'm with you on that. Now, in the West, things are a lot uh, more clear, I suppose, because the Warriors are still a favorites, minus 140. Rockets are minus 110. 
And then uh, every other team in the West is plus six, uh, 1,600 or more. Uh, I mean, are, are you taking one of the favorites here, Matt, in terms of a bet, or are you willing to lay odds with uh, one of the later teams? Definitely am not taking anyone besides the Warriors or the Rockets. <laughs> and I think the way that they have it juiced right now, you have to consider Houston. You know, uh, Golden State has question marks between Curry's health and just the fact that they have not played up to expectation this year. Um, the fact that they're still the the betting favorites over Houston just screams that people are are paying for their reputation and that they're slightly nervous about, you know, Chris Paul, James Harden, Mike D'Antoni in the playoffs. And they don't have a great history for sure, but this is easily the best team that all three of those guys have been a part of. So uh, I like them at minus 110. You know, I've been banging the Golden State drum all year. Like, I do think that if they were healthy, they they deserve to be the favorites, but they're not right now. So you got to take advantage of what's put in front of you, and, and I think that that's the Rockets. Yeah, and I think you mentioned this either on the last show or, or a couple shows ago, but if you if you like the Rockets, if you're really into the Rockets, or you're really into the Warriors, and you don't want to take them at those odds, like, just go down to the uh, NBA Finals possible matchups page and you can get, you know, some better odds basically by pairing them with one of the teams out of the East. Like the Sixers versus either the Rockets or the Warriors is plus 650 right now. So you're basically just getting, you're basically just getting the Sixers who are plus 400 at, you know, better odds, you know, and, and the Warriors and Rockets better odds because you kind of assume that the team out of the West is going to be, you know, one of those top two teams not really taking on like a lot of extra risk you're you're getting you know a bunch more extra rewards so that's kind of my recommendation really just piggybacking off of your previous recommendation but i think that that's kind of the way to play uh you know if you want like these futures in terms of the conferences yeah if i felt more strongly one way or the other that the rockets or the warriors were going to come out of the west i would feel more confident recommending you know a possible finals matchup but i really think that that is 50 50 at this point so that's the only reason i'm going to to sort of shy away definitely fair uh are there any picks right now for you uh you know that you like just to win the whole thing i mean again if you look at the board the warriors are even money to win it rockets are plus 130 Cavs plus 600 raptors plus 700 everybody else is plus 1500 or more uh any bets here you like Again, I think you have to lean with one of the two Western Conference powerhouses. And given their odds, I'll I'll take Houston once again. I mean, I I like Golden State. I like the the fact that they've been here before. But they just are not the same team right now. Um, and, And that's not how it's being priced. So I'll double down on Houston. You know, if I have them winning the West, I certainly have them beating whoever comes out of the Eastern Conference. Oh, yeah. And it, again, right? Like if you were going to bet one of those teams to win the West, like you almost yes. are just better off getting the extra odds and just betting win the whole thing. That I, think I 100% agree with you. Right. It makes no we, sense to bet one of those two teams to win the West. Just bet them to win the whole thing. Yeah, totally with you on that. Uh, all right, let's get into the Book It, My Bookie picks of the week. Matt, what do you got? for us this week well i've already told you i locked in utah at plus 120 to win the series so i love that bet um they will be a a multiple unit selection for me and uh, i'm gonna lock that in as my pick of the week uh i have one more that i'm going to give you as well and that is washington wizards game one plus eight um since 07 Toronto is 0-9, straight up and against the spread in Game 1. So uh, I like you know the Wizards as a potential upset bet in general, but I love them in Game 1. So uh, definitely going to take the Wizards plus 8, Game 1, and my favorite bet of the week, Utah Jazz plus 115, plus 120, to win their first round series versus the Thunder. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to go very vanilla here and piggyback off the Jazz thing because I think that's just 
that's just the best thing that I think we mentioned all show. Uh, you know, like we said before, a bunch of these other things aren't really posted yet. So, uh, you know, not a, not a tremendous selection at the time. I'd really like to get, I, this is like the time of the year though, that I wish I was really more into hockey because, uh, I feel like a lot of underdogs win in hockey and this would be like, if, if we knew, if we knew hockey, we get Johnny pucks on maybe like if we knew, <laughs> if we knew hockey, like I feel like there'd be some things to take advantage of. I just don't, I just don't really know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll follow anything. I'm watching the big three draft right now. <laughs> but hockey is just one sport that I have never been able to get into during the regular season. Um, I know they've changed a lot of the rules to make it sort of more exciting during the regular season, but I just haven't been able to get into it. So I will enjoy watching the playoff hockey, but from a knowledge standpoint, I don't think I really would have anything to add, uh, my recommendation would be to just go check out all of the stuff over at Action Network because those guys kill it. Boom. I love it. Uh, you're such a company guy. I, I, I love where you're at right now. I try. I try. <laughs> That's going to do it for this edition of Laying the Points brought to you by my bookie. Uh, please be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and get that deposit bonus on my bookie for using promo code Laying the Points. For Matt LaMarca, I'm Anthony Miko. May the odds be ever in your favor. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. They call you the Grill Master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing.